bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otobil. And now, today's word. So, our own righteousness, no matter how hard we try, no matter how blameless we live our lives, you know, there are people who go through life says, as for me, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to offend anybody. I want to live a perfect life. It's great to desire. You have zeal to be a perfect person, but the Bible calls it zeal without knowledge. Ignorant, zealous Christian. You're zealous, you're doing your best, but it's ignorant. Why is it ignorant? Because God has offered a way for us to be righteous. And that is the second kind of righteousness that the Bible talks about. God's righteousness. God's righteousness. A relationship with God based on faith in Christ Jesus. This righteousness does not come from us. It comes from God. He gives it to us. Not because we've tried so hard. But because he's done everything for us. So we have our own righteousness. God's own righteousness. Our own righteousness is our effort to please God. God's righteousness is God's grace reaching out to us. And we receive it as a gift from God. The righteousness of God is not earned, it is received. He initiates the process, he offers it to us, and all we do is receive it by faith. That is why in the New Testament, righteousness is not an accomplishment. Righteousness is a gift. It's not a reward. It's a gift. Salvation makes us righteous. But the righteousness doesn't mean that all of a sudden you become a perfect person, which you know you are not. That righteousness is not based on you. It is based on God and what Jesus Christ did for us. That foundation must be drummed in our head. Because if we don't do that, we would have zeal for God, but without knowledge. You know, so uh, sometimes when you hear Christians talk about who is acceptable to God and who is not acceptable to God, they judge it based on so many things. Look at the hairstyle. Ah, did you see her fingernails? Do you think with these fingernails you go to heaven? And you know, many times they hit the women. And look at your face. You've painted your face colors. You will not go to heaven. It is zeal, but without knowledge. Because we don't go to heaven based on our hairstyle or finger paint. We go to heaven only on one basis alone. The grace of God. What Jesus Christ accomplished for us on the cross of Calvary. And we receive his grace freely given to us. And that is what 
makes us righteous. You know, but people like it, especially when preachers preach and are hitting hard at people's behavior. And the people say, Bohobium, hit it again. And we hit at people, and you are this, and you've done that, and you are that, and look at your dress, and look at your hair, and look at your nose, and look at your ears, and look at that, and you've pierced your ear ten times, and, and uh, do you think God will love you? You may say that it is not modest. You may say it is inappropriate. You may say it's not a good example, but you can never use that as the basis of righteousness. That is what we call zeal without knowledge. And there is a lot of zealous preaching that goes on without knowledge. Because it does not acknowledge what Christ has done for us. So how does Christ make us righteous? How does he make us righteous? Two ways. The first way he makes us righteous is through substitution. Substitution. Substitution is a very big theological word. Substitution. And substitution is captured in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. It says, For he, the first he, is God Almighty. For God made him, the second him is Jesus. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. He made him who knew no sin to be made sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. It's called substitution. Why do we say substitution? It means, it, we say substitution because Christ took our sin upon himself. He did not commit sin. He did not become a sinner. But he took our sin upon himself. Another theological word, his, his, our sin was imputed to him. Imputed to him accounted to him. He did not commit it, but it was added to his account. It's like somebody who did not borrow the money, but the money has been added to his account. So, Jesus committed no sin. Jesus did not become a sinner. Jesus did not become sinful. But our sin was put on him, was imputed on him, not his own sin. So the Bible says, he who knew no sin, he who knew no sin, became sin for us. Why? So that we can take on his righteousness. So Christ took our sin upon himself and we took on Christ's righteousness. Did he commit sin to, to take our sin? No. In the same way, we don't commit righteousness to be made righteous. He who knew no sin became sin so that those who knew no righteousness can be made righteous. It is the divine exchange. 
He took our filthy garment and wore it for us. And he took his righteous garment and put it on us. So when you are going with that garment of righteousness, it is not your own. It is a gift given to you by Christ. That's why the Bible says, lest any man should boast that oh, I am righteous because I'm self-disciplined. I'm righteous because I came from a good home. I came from a good family. It's good to be self-disciplined and come from a good home. But your righteousness has nothing to do with your home or your upbringing. It all has to do with Christ Jesus putting his garment on us. It's called substitution. He substituted us. He stood in our place with our sin upon him. And we stood in his place with his righteousness upon us. On the cross, there was an exchange. The sinful received the gift of righteousness. And the righteous bore the sin of the sinful. And in that, Christ became the giver of righteousness. Any righteousness that does not exalt Christ is zeal without knowledge. And then you have to be attention to that because, you know, our ears like certain kinds of preaching. Our ears. We like condemnatory preaching. We like a preacher who stands on the pulpit and condemns everybody and blasts everybody and gives it to everybody and talks about all kinds of things. We love it. But that is zeal without knowledge because the righteousness of God is not a product of zeal without knowledge. The righteousness of God comes through the substitution of Christ. He became sin, so we will become righteous. The second way that Christ makes us righteous is through sacrifice. Through sacrifice. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 to 20. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. Now, this small passage, I, let me just give you a little background to it. You see, under the Old Testament, God dwelt in the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies. The Ark of the Covenant was, was in the Holy of Holies. And on top of the Ark of the Covenant was something called the Messy Seat. And on top of the Messy Seat was what was called the Shekinah or the Shekinah, the cloud, the light, the glory of God in the Holy of Holies. Between the Ark of the Covenant and the Holy of Holies and the second chamber that is called the Holy Place, there is a veil. And that veil prevented people from going into the presence of God. So the Israelites knew God lives in a place we can't get to. It doesn't mean God was in the Holy of Holies. It's just to remind them you can't approach him. There is a curtain between you and God. There is a division. 
But what Hebrews is saying is that Jesus Christ penetrated that curtain. How does, did he do it? By offering his body. So his body then was like the veil, the curtain. So when his body was crucified and was beaten, the curtain was open. And on the day that Jesus died, it was symbolized by the curtain in the temple opening. Although the temple at that time did not have the Ark of the Covenant in the Holy of Holies. It symbolized that the body of Jesus has opened the way for us. So when Jesus Christ died, not only did he take our sin, but he opened the way to God. So that we can stand before God without any form of shame and condemnation. We can be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We come not in our own name, but in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So through sacrifice, Jesus did it for us. The blood of Jesus gives us right standing with God. We have a relationship of boldness with God. No fear, no inferiority complex. We are not worms and maggots before God. We are sons and daughters of God. We are his and he is ours. And when God looks us at us, he sees us in Christ. That is the only reason why he receives us. The sacrifice of Christ, the sacrifice of his body, the sacrifice of his blood opened a new way to God. This is how we become righteous. This morning, if you are here and you don't know Christ as your righteousness, you know, sometimes people sit in church for a very long time without being born again. People can be church members for 10 years, 20 years, but they're not born again. Why? Because whilst they are going to church, they, their mind still thinks, I have to do all the right things so that God will accept me. If I can only be a good person, I will go to heaven. You know, these days, you know, when somebody passes, you know, a lot of people um, put that on Facebook and, and, and you read comments, people make, oh, he was a good man, you go to a good place. He's a good woman, you go to a good place, you have rest. For your information, death does not take everybody to the same destination. And it is possible for your loved one whom you loved to go to hell. It can be somebody who says celebrity everybody loved can go to hell. Just because somebody is nice. Could you just, oh, he was such a good man. God will receive him. If God was receiving our goodness, nobody will qualify. Because Isaiah says all our righteousness it's like filthy rags before God. Your best effort is like rags. The best effort of any good person, the best effort is filthy rags. So if you think your father, your mother, your brother, yourself has audience with God because you are such a good man, 
You are zealous without knowledge. The way to salvation is through the gift of righteousness which Christ gives. So if you come to church here and you say, if I can go to ICGC, I will, I, God will accept me. Or if I can go and hear uh, Pastor Otabel, then I have salvation or I have righteousness. You are a joker. So this morning before we partake of communion, if you are here and you have not accepted the free gift of salvation and righteousness in Christ, I'm going to give you the opportunity to do that. So let's bow down our heads for a minute. And if you are here, you say, Pastor, I want Jesus to come into my heart. I want to receive the gift of righteousness. Just lift up your right hand wherever you are. Lift up your hand. Don't feel shy. Don't say, oh, everybody will see that I've been coming to church for a long time. Uh, and now I'm lifting up my hand. Lift up your hand. Because salvation is an individual choice. Don't just lift up your hand. Put your hand upon your chest. Are you ready to receive the gift of salvation? and the gift of righteousness. Put your hand upon your chest. Say with me, Heavenly Father, I come to you today just as I am. I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. But I thank you, Father, that Jesus died for me on the cross of Calvary. He took my place. He took my sin. So today, I receive his righteousness. I receive his gift of salvation. Because of Jesus, I wear today the garment of righteousness. Clothe me, Heavenly Father, with your righteousness. Make me acceptable before you. I thank you, Father, for accepting me today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to